This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now in our fifth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned into the flagship show, available every week on video and audio, for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation. So make your Monday a Blue Monday. And joining me on today's show is my good mate, my Northwestern correspondent, taxi extraordinaire, <laughs> Seb Brown. How are you doing, Seb? Very well, thank you. Thank you for the invite. I've been a, uh, a fan of the pod since the start, so I'm delighted to be asked to help out. So thank you very much. Oh, love me. Pathetic. <laughs> um, so <laughs> for those of you who are um, listening, you, you are not aware of the kind of Smith & Jones kind of setup that we have here. We have moved about... 20 bits of furniture and have a laptop on books this is um so this could go right anytime so um we're going to hang in there and um hopefully you can hear us okay hopefully you can see us okay um but we have plenty of stuff to talk about let's crack on shall we with the news of gareth mccauley who is retired at the age of 39 which seems about right for a professional footballer yeah um 1.1 million pound signing for jim mcgilton back in the day when we used to spend Big sums of money. Um, your thoughts on Gareth McCauley? We've got some stats there. 126 starts, 8 goals. Was he captain? He was, yeah. I, I can't remember who made him captain, either Jim or Keane did, but I remember Keane took the captaincy off him as well and gave it to Walters and Alex Bruce and stuff. Um, when he joined, I was a fan. Um, I thought he was a good player. He replaced DeVos. Uh, he was quite a good you know, leader at the back, uh, very vocal, if I remember rightly, and I, uh, I thought he was a good player. There were rumours a year ago that he was going to come back yeah. and um, uh, when Hurst was sort of going around trying to, the, the last bits of the window, trying to get some players in, but he, went to, yeah, <laughs> but he went to Rangers instead. But I thought he was a good player. I was just disappointed with the way he left. Yeah. It's, uh, was he one of the ones at West Brom? Do you remember that defeat early on in the keen proper season where we got smashed, I think? Was it 4-0 possibly? And there was a list of players who were never going to play for him again. Wasn't he one of those? I think so, along with the likes of Garvin and stuff. Yeah, Keane did his post-match rants and we expected never to see some players again. But to be fair to him, he got back in the side. Um, he made a really good partnership with Delaney that year um, as, a, as a central pairing. And they gave good balance. McCauley right-footed, Delaney left-footed. Uh, and we were quite hard to score against. We just, we just had so many draws that year. We didn't score enough goals. But the, 
defence wasn't that much of an issue. And uh, yeah, I, I always thought it was a decent player. He um he left for nothing. <laughs> and this is again this is peak Clegg isn't it? Where we let our players with value leave for nothing. Um, we've obviously learned from that. But is there any kind of there wasn't a huge amount of legacy. This wasn't kind of a good part of our history at this point. But another example of one point one million as a spend there. Play going for nothing. Have, have we learned our lessons there, or is you know? I we, guess we haven't got players of that value anymore, do we? Yeah, we seem to have. I mean, people point to Nudson, but he was only what three hundred grand last year. He's the last player I can think of who sort of left on a uh, uh, on a free. But I mean, at that time there was Macaulay for a million. Uh, I'm sure there was uh, David Norris. Was was he? Two million. Yeah, he went on a free to Pompey, I think, in the end. Uh, Lee Martin was one point five million, one point seven million. He went on a free in the end. You know, I mean, we could sit here and have a whole podcast about poor decisions if it was Town Football Club. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, but that was sort of, a, of an era where Clegg was in charge, and you know, Evans was thinking, if I just throw some money at it and get a famous manager, I'll get us up. There was no real structure, no real uh, uh, leadership above above the manager level, and and losing players like the Ilk of Macaulay was a, a sign of a, a pretty desperate time. Yeah. Well, good luck to Macaulay. Deserved his retirement, obviously, at 39. I'm not sure he was ever the quickest, so no. I'm not sure he can get around the pitch too much. I think he was at Rangers, wasn't he, last season, but surely a coaching role there. And he's an he's a MBE, I think. Is he? Right at the round. Give it a mouth. Give him a, <laughs> get him for anything. Um, Flynn Downs. Um, we, we're aware that um, Andre Dezal was going to be called up for the England under-20s. Um, judge, and have we settled on a pronunciation of this this Welsh under twenty one goalkeeper, Prisbeck? Prisbeck is how I yeah. Oh, you're Welsh, aren't you? So you can yeah. I do reside in Wales. However, I am Suffolk. I am from Ipswich. Yeah. My parents live in Ipswich. I, I I do live in Wales. I accept that. I am not ITFC Wales on Twitter. That account, despite rumours that have been uh, not started by me, but you're no, protesting I, too much. Then okay. <laughs> let yeah. it go, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're Welsh. Um, so um so we knew that um yeah we knew Dizel, we found out by judging Prisbeck we kind of expected those. Um, Flynn Downs, though, also joining Dizel in the England under-20s for their friendlies against Italy in the Czech Republic. Um, your thoughts on Flynn Downs? Obviously, um, a really good start to the season. Perhaps has sort of settled down to a, maybe a normal level, but still contributing a lot for us in League One. Um, your thoughts? Deserved. Um, I thought he should have got the call-up last time round uh, when Dizel got the call-up. He was playing, uh, he was in better form than, than he is now, but well-deserved. You know, he's been a mainstay with Scoos at the heart of uh, central midfield. I, I think they're the only two to have started every game in the, uh, in the league. Um, um, like you say, started off very well, and maybe now has naturally had a bit of a not a dip, but maybe naturally found you know after the initial highs of uh, of doing well, maybe now found his not his level, but you know just some consistency. He's always a solid six, seven out of ten every single week, and um, uh, really deserved. And it makes the, the decision to call the Wickham game off even more uh, more right in my opinion. But I'm, I'm sure we'll come on to that. Yeah, so we'll talk about injuries and all that kind of stuff and the context of that um, post moment. Um, last couple of bits, um, James Wilson. I just wanted to call out James Wilson, who, um, <laughs> who again, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, his contract is up on New Year's Day. I think we were aware of that. I think maybe some of us thought it may be a year's deal, but actually it's only until Christmas, until after Christmas. Um, he hasn't been doing the usual kind of agent touting himself for a new deal kind of stuff that we have seen before. Um, but uh, Paul Lambert had a chat about um, Wilson and his performance. It's certainly been decent. Um, the MK Dons game is kind of a standout one, I think, for him. Um, but uh, a quote from Lambert, he's certainly doing himself no harm whatsoever in respect of a new deal. I'm pretty sure it's something we need to look at. Your thoughts on whether James Wilson at 30 deserves another contract from us? Well, I'll be honest, when he came in on the eve of the season, you know, last year he wasn't a regular in the Lincoln side by any means. I kind of assumed he would get us through that Burton game uh, to cover Chambers' suspension and then, you know, maybe he'd get the odd leasing.com trophy game and we wouldn't really see much of him. But to be fair, every time he's played, 
Mercedes looked really solid. Uh, like you say, the MK Dons game uh, away, he was he was a rock at the back, and I think he fully deserves to get a new deal at least at the end of the season. I know Toto is coming back. However, um, as the season goes on, there are going to be injuries, there are going to be suspensions, more of which later. Um, and so I, I would definitely extend his contract to the end of the season. He's, he's fully deserving of it, in my opinion. And um, Wilson is, uh, admittedly, um, yes, um, spoiler alert, standing off <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah. But he's, he's less of a risky centre-back than Toto. Toto's good value for entertainment, isn't he? But Wilson's just solid and dependable which is kind of what you want yeah I mean Toto has these sort of brain farts for want of a better term every now and again uh, I'm a big fan of Toto I do really like him but Wilson's that bit older a bit more experienced he never seems to do anything too risky you know he heads the ball clear he clears his lines uh, he seems quite a good uh, quite good vocally at the back as well helping out Chambers in that respect and um, yeah like I say I definitely look to keep him on for the rest of the year yep um Another one that uh, sort of broke um, last week as well. I would briefly mention this. Um, Grant Pringle is has been is leaving on a free transfer um, to Newcastle. Um, so I think uh, for everyone on the pod wants to say thanks to Grant. Um, always um, doing really constructive and positive stuff on Twitter, both in terms of um, trying to build this kind of community mentality that Lambert's after, but is generally quite responsive to people's yep. requests and stuff on Twitter. I, th- I know he's given some tickets out to people who've been hard times as well um he's moving on to newcastle i've got a stat for you so we have about one hundred fifty thousand twitter followers that he's dealing with um currently how many do you think newcastle united have <laughs> uh so we're one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. i'd guess at least double i'd, I'd say 350 to four hundred thousand, maybe higher can't be more than a million sure more than a million more than a million really 1.4 million followers wow. On the Newcastle Twitter, and I guess that's the difference between League One and Premier League. Newcastle, True, big yeah. club, that, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, we Grant is. Um, I think he's from north of the border, so yes. that's a little bit of a closer move to home. So good luck to Grant from everyone from the Blue Monday podcast and everyone I'm sure listening as well. Um, finally, on the news, and this one was um, from one from yesterday, um, and I'm gonna, I'm feel like I should let you do the quote here because this is Joey Barton's comments before the match. This is obviously he's a scouser, isn't he? And that's your kind of part of the world as as well said, but. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read it and you um, yeah, there's your racist um, I'll, I'll read it and you give me your thoughts on, okay. on this one it, um, uh, the reality of it is my players Fleetwood players right now arguably are in the landscape of becoming the best Fleetwood town team where no disrespect to Ipswich players and whenever you hear the words no disrespect you always know that something disrespectful is about to come yeah. um, if they don't win the league this year or even if they do win the league they're probably as bad a group of players as Ipswich have had in a long time that's the reality. You can see them doing a wave to the crowd after games and the stuff um, like that. You would worry about them doing 10 games in. Is it built on solid foundations? I suppose we will find out on Saturday. Well, we certainly did, Joey. Your thoughts on what Joey Barton is trying to do there, Seb? If you look at the facts, he's not wrong. I mean, the facts are there. It is the worst Ipswich side because we're in League One, somewhere we've not been since the decades ago. Um, however, you know it's all part of these mind games. Gary Rower on the um, the Quest TV show was saying about every single time we play somebody, their manager seems to drop some sort of mind game in an attempt to beat us, and he thinks it's just because on the pitch, no one can at the moment uh, touch what it continues. No one can get near us. Um, you know, Barton is a bit of a you know he's an outspoken character. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's, we all know what he's like. Um, I can't say I was surprised when I saw the comment. Um, and the best way to shut him up was what we did yesterday on the pitch. Spoiler alert! Uh, what we did yesterday on the pitch, and, um, and and I think we'll see this most of the season. Um, I kind of agree a little bit about him doing the celebrations ten games in. Um, lots of chanting yesterday. You know we're going to win the league and stuff. It's great to hear it. However, we do have to kind of remember it's only the first week of October. If this is February, if this is March, and we're still in this kind of position, absolutely, let's go crazy. But for now, the old cliche: take it one game at a time, and uh, and and see where that takes us. 
Yep. Well, let's um, <laughs> we'll find out now how uh, Joey Barton's comments worked out for him. Um, as we move uh, move on to Fleetwood, um, our first ever fixture um, against Fleetwood. Um, that's uh, probably not a source of pride for anyone, but for you Statos out there, um, hello to Stat as well. Um, let's go through the, t- the lineups and let's start with Fleetwood. Um, a four three three unchanged from their win at Shrewsbury last week. Um, not any big standout names. A couple maybe that people know. Alex Cairns in goal. Um, they've got three low knees in their back four. Um, so Lewis Coyle from Leeds. Um, Harry Suter, who is an it absolute yeah. unit. Yeah. Um, something like six five, I guess. Jimmy Dunn from Burnley and Danny Andrew making up the back four. Paul Coots, um, a name that people might know from his days at Preston and Derby, I think. Um, Jordan Rossiter is also known from Rangers. Carl Dempsey makes up that three. And then up front, Wes Burns, um, Josh Morris and Chad Evans, whose reputation precedes him. Yeah. Um, anything there? Any players you want to call out, Seb, or should we just move straight up to No, like, like you said, the guy at the back, the guy on loan from Stoke, Suter, was an absolute unit. Uh, um, there, was no, there wasn't much joy against him in the air all day. Um, Jordan Rossiter, I was picking my brains all day on the drive up. I knew they had a player on loan from Rangers, and for the life of me, I couldn't think who it was. So now I've, now I've seen that. I didn't twig yesterday it was him, but now I've seen that with the Rangers loan in brackets afterwards. That's, that's who I was referring to on the car yesterday on the way up. Oh, that's what you were. Yeah, I couldn't understand the Welsh. No, yeah. Um, also on the bench for Fleetwood, um, just a couple of mentions that I've, I found doing my research. Paddy Madden's on the bench. He's their leading goal scorer so far with six. Um, Matt Gilks and Peter Clark are names that might be familiar <coughs> people who know Blackpool, who are their local rivals. So that was interesting. And Nathan Sheeran, who is the nephew of Mike Sheeran, ex-Norwich Stoke striker for anyone who remembers football. I need the partridge, you know that. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Seb. Um, that's why we brought you onto the show. So ICFC, moving on. Um, ICFC, um, uh, only one change. Wolfenden comes in for judge. Um, and this was legitimately a three at the back this week. Yeah. Um, I've kind of got it down as a three four one two. Yeah. And um, though probably most people maybe three five two. So Holly at the back, no surprises there. Wilson, Chambers and Wolfenden coming in, as we say, at the back. Um, Garber and Vincent Young taking up the wide positions and Scoos and Downs in the middle too. And then it's Nolan in this kind of number 10 role. Uh, Alan Judge is on the bench um, with Jackson and Norwood up front. Um, a bench full of midfielders as well as Norris in the goals. Yeah. But your thoughts on that one, Seb? Thoughts on um, three um, at the back versus a 4-3-3? Your thoughts on that and whether that was a risky strategy? Obviously, we'll talk more about the game, but... I'll be honest, I'm a fan of three at the back. I grew up in the Burley era when that's what we pretty much played week in, week out. So I've I've always been a fan of three at the back. I think it's a, a way to get our best players into the side. Um, and with the, with the attacking fullbacks we've got in Vincent Young and Garber, uh, we can really get forward down the pitch with the security of the three centre-backs in behind them. Uh, I wasn't surprised when I saw the side. Um, I think Nolan, uh, well, spoiler alert to come, Nolan had a very good game. Uh, I really like him in that advanced midfield role. He offers a threat from midfield. He links up the play quite nicely. And again, he can do that because he's got the insurance policy of skews and downs sitting just behind him, um, so I wasn't surprised with the lineup at all, and I, I thought it was a very good, a very good uh, selection by Lambert. Yeah. Um, so let's move into the action. It's um, it's a similar kind of start to quite a few of the games that we've had this season. Um, Burton springs to mind particularly, um, where there's not a huge amount of um, action to talk about. There's quite a lot of time for the game to settle, yeah. quite end to end. But um, the tone is set quite early on in respect to the referee and bookings. I don't think there was a huge amount of dispute in this one, but 20 minutes, um, Norwood is kind of doing his uh, tracking back and chasing people down, yeah. um, but takes it a little bit too far and lunges in on Coots um, for the first yellow of the match. That's not a particularly controversial decision, was it? Nor was the one 
where Coots a minute later decides to retaliate on Nolan. Um, but your take on the referee, well, we've got questions about the ref, but um, these two, not particularly um, in dispute, but the referee gave quite a lot yesterday, didn't he? He did, yeah. I mean, you'll as you'll hear as the, as the podcast goes on, the referee, some of the referee's decisions were absolutely bizarre. Norwoods was, was very silly, in my opinion. He actually went in 30 seconds earlier after Nolan lost the ball, but he missed the player completely, and that's the player that broke forward. And then he just, you know, I don't know if the red mist came down, he just descended, he just, he just ran straight after the guy. He was never going to win the ball, so it was a really, really stupid... Coming, yeah, 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 it was a really, really stupid yellow card. And the problem with Norwood is, once he gets booked relatively early on, it does kind of, you know, hamper the rest of his game. And it's no coincidence that after that booking, he wasn't able to, you know put himself about and wind the centre-halves up and chat to the referee like he normally does. So, um, it was, in my opinion, it was a silly yellow. 23 minutes, so we're, uh, there's a kind of a cluster of action now on this 20-minute mark. Um, this is a lovely ball from Wolfen, yep. actually, um, who's got this in his locker and pings it to the other side of the pitch for Garbutt. Um and this is close. This is an effort across the face. It's a, it's a good opportunity, this one. It is, yeah. I mean, the form Garb has been in. You know, he started the season so well against Burton and Sunderland. I, I thought he'd hit the target. Um, like you say, great ball from Wolford and switching the play. Garber took it quite nicely, ran into the box, and I was expecting it to hit the back of the net. Um, I've, I've not seen a replay of it, so I'm not sure how far wide it went. It's quite close. I, was yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I, I thought he hit the target, and... Uh, like I say, with that three at the back, the full backs can get up high up the pitch and, and that's the result of that system. Yeah, and Garber is obviously on a good goal-scoring run at the moment. Um, and he's involved again about 10 minutes later. So again, it's a lot of back and forth, a lot of bitty play. Um, Fleet would kind of get around the penalty area but don't actually have any clear-cut opportunities. Not much for Holly to do. Um, Nolan um, is... Oh, it's not Nolan, it's Norwood um, who has a chance here from a header. Um, your take on this one, it's, it's not close, is it? But... No, it's, it's a good ball in from Garbutt. I just think it's slightly uh, behind Norwood when he makes the jump and that's why he puts it over. Um, if he'd been further out, running onto it, the pace on delivery from Garbutt, if he'd hit the target, you know, no chance for the keeper. I just think the uh, it was too far behind him when he gets up and that's why it just flies over the bar relatively harmlessly. Um, the last proper action of notes in the first half, um, Scoos is the next player to pick yeah. up the yellow card, yeah. um, diving in on Morris, who I think has kind of got in. Um, so this is a, the first of these kind of proper profe- professionals' fouls is when you stop foul. at goals, isn't it? Yeah, yeah tactical, tactical foul. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, deserving this one. But there's quite a lot of people kind of throwing themselves in on these types of challenges yesterday, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, it had to be made because down slips over. We saw a corner. Uh, the ball's clear to the edge of the box and down slips and that gives the uh, the Fleetwood players a chance to just run unopposed. So, Scoos, to be fair, busts a lung to get back. I mean, there's things on Twitter saying he does touch the ball. Stuart Watson is adamant he gets a foot on the ball. Mm-hmm. I've seen it back. Uh, I don't think he does personally. But it's just that kind of streetwise foul that, in the past, we've always been accused of being too nice and not being savvy. Maybe this is the kind of thing Lambert's sort of instilling in them. You know, no one wants to see, you know, unfair play. However, sometimes uh, you have to do those kind of things to, to, to see our games. Yeah, and it was the kind of stuff that actually helped us later on in the match yeah. and that's half time and um, whilst I think on the balance of play was a fairly um, even half and a nil-nil yeah. um, outcome for the first half wasn't too bad there's clear cut chances there for Ipswich isn't there and and and, and this is a pattern that continues to the second half. But your thoughts on, on the first? It's, there's not a huge amount to talk about there, apart from maybe the garbage chance. Yeah, no, fairly even, like you say. Uh, Rotherham had, uh, sorry, Rotherham, Fleetwood had a fair bit of the ball, but they, they didn't threaten really. I can't remember Holy making a save. He came and claimed a couple of corners in quick succession relatively comfortably. Um, but it was a, a bit of a forgettable half. Uh, we had the chance, obviously, the one with Garbutt, where he put narrowly wide. It was the best chance of the half, without a doubt. But it was it was just sort of two sides going head to head and and a bit of a forgettable first forty five from honest. Yeah, two top of the table teams kind of 
trying to cancel Fe- each other yeah out. sort of feeling each other out and seeing how they're gonna you know they played four three three um we're playing three at the back so I, I think we were just sort of feeling each other out and in the second half it started to uh to, to waking up a little bit the, the the pitch of Fleetwood I didn't check into I didn't do the maths or get my tape measure out not a particularly big pitch though and it kind of felt like there wasn't a huge amount going on through the midfield in the first half, perhaps. Yeah, um, agreed. And um, but Nolan is the player who's going to kind of step up in the second half. Um, so let's let's get on with the second half. I just need to scroll through my notes a little bit. There we go. Um, so there's um, a moment here, just a, a change. At the break, which we think is a precaution, um, Vincent Young is taken off and Edwards comes on. Yeah, so apparently it's a slight groin tweak. Um, Lambert came out and said afterwards um, he felt his groin in the first half. He was quite good in the first half, Vincent Young. Um, didn't do anything dramatically uh, attacking-wise, but I remember one decent uh, chance he cut out for a corner at speed running towards his own goal. I thought he'd welded, that, welded with, with that one. Edwards has played right wing back, I think, in the checker, uh, sorry leasing.com trophy, I think, against... Uh, against Spurs so he has done it once before um, and he was the given the bench options were just just midfielders he was the only real option if you want to keep the same shape and and we didn't change it either I think there might have been a thought that um, the substitution of Edwards is to change the system but we stick with the three at the back um, good on you for correcting yourself on the branding we're very big on the uh, yeah the sorry trophy other brands are available no they're not no leasing is leasing oh, we're going to stick with that um and immediately we're in the action here. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to have another conversation about Norwood one-on-one. Yep. Jackson with the through ball, a mess up by Dunn, I think it is. Um, and what happens next, Seb? So Norwood is through, um, and this time he goes for... He did, I, I thought he might try and... Wide of goal. It is wide, yeah. Uh, he didn't try and dink this one. He just hits it, but he just drags it wide across the front of goal. Um, he, he needs a goal. He looked really crestful, and afterwards I thought he had his ha- head in his hands towards the, the away fans. Um, and I thought he looked really down at missing that chance. He's not scored for a while. He does need a goal. However, to be honest, when it comes to one-on-ones, it's just not his thing. Um, we've got to remember, you know, I mean, people are criticising him on Twitter and stuff. There is a reason we've got him, um, you know, he's in League One. If he, if he was so good at scoring every single chance he'd get, he'd be much higher up the footballing pyramid. Um, but, but he does need a goal. He... Um... It's ironic. I think maybe the dinked finish might have actually worked. I thought the same thing because the keeper comes, like you say, it's quite wide. So the keeper does come out and maybe just that little dink over him, it can fall nice into the net. But not on just, target, though, is it? No, he just he almost snatches it. He doesn't get the power that he wants behind it. I think a, a fully a fully firing, confident Norwood probably buries that. Um, but like we've seen so many times with strikers in the past, when you're not playing, uh, when you when you're playing well but you're not scoring goals, you you, you do just kind of snatch the chances, and and that's what he did. And, and maybe an injury issue there as well, which is affecting yes, his yeah, too. Yeah. So, um, let's move it on. Um, uh, Fifty minutes. Um, it's the first of the yellow cards for Wilson, um, who I think there's two similar instances, and he's it is pulls him back. Right? Yeah, it pulls him back. Um, and again, no argument for that one. Nope. Um, but here we are with another decision um, <laughs> with a, for a striker about what to do in the final <laughs> yeah. thirds. Jackson uh, intercepts a loose pass. He's down the town right hand side. We can see. We are sat right behind or stood right behind yep. the goal. Um, we can see Nolan is up with play, but not probably in a position to receive a cross at that point. Nope. Jackson does well. He does hold up the ball. Yeah. But is this releasing the cross too early rather than waiting for none to get up? Or should he have a shot? 
Um, the form he's in, you think he would want to get the shot off. He's, he's playing well. He's confident. Um, he, he just makes the, it's, a, it's a bad decision. He could have played it earlier. It's on his stronger right foot. He could have played the ball earlier. Nolan's completely unmarked, so it is just a just a tap in. Uh, however, I think he gets caught in two minds. He gets his head down. He runs towards goal, but as he's running, the angle towards the goal is getting smaller and smaller. So he can't work out what to do. And in the end, it's a it's a poor square ball to Nolan, who who has to run out into the other. He almost goes over the other side for a throw in. It's a, it was poor decision making, and I'm surprised that the, the form he's in on his favoured right foot, head down, heading towards goal. I thought he'd look to get the shot off. Is, um, I mean, this is playing to his strengths. Um, he gets in a few times against Fleetwood. Yep. With I don't, I, th- I think it's direct passes. Though there were direct passes at times. Yep. Um, but he's got this pace, hasn't he? He's yep. just a little bit of savviness, I think, at times. And Norwood's the same. You know, we've we've got a question about this later about the quality of these two strikers. But this pace that they've got is a threat, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Jackson runs the channels really, really well. Like you say, we saw this multiple times yesterday. However, again, we do have to remember we do have these guys in a League One side. If they were this good at decision making, this good at finishing, again, they'd be further up the footballing pyramid. So there is a little bit of we have to appreciate the fact that they are only at a League One level. I mean, last year Jackson in the Championship didn't really do much at all I like Jackson I'm glad he's doing well this year um, but these guys aren't going to bury every single chance because otherwise they'd, they'd be further up the food chain true um, but there is goal action imminent um, Norwood um, finally gets a decision so this is yeah. this is the trouble with Norwood now is that he's going to put some stuff about isn't he and um, referees don't yeah. like that stuff yeah. um, but finally um, this absolute let's grow ourselves a Langley, <laughs> um, that's a good name. It's kind of Suter's Nathan. Um, he's brought. He, he kind of climbs over Norwood, doesn't he, and, yeah. and brings him down. Um, so we're in a similar position, distance-wise, out from goal from Tranmere last yep. week. Seb, what happens next? Everyone knows what's coming. Um, the goalkeeper gets his wall ready. We all know Garber's going to shoot. Uh, his left foot is, is superb. He strikes the ball so cleanly. So he puts it to the keeper's right, bottom right. Keeper gets down, makes the save, and pushes it straight back into the path of Jackson, who, like like all good strikers, does exactly like Tranmere last week, is following up uh, on his on his left foot, I think it is, and he just yeah, hits the ball home and, and one nil to town. These uh, these Garber free kicks and, and, and set pieces are going to become such a useful weapon over the season. And, um, and, and as long as our strikers are following in like Jackson's done now two weeks on the bounce there's no reason why we can't get more of these throughout the year Jackson um, Jackson starts his run quite late doesn't he as well to get the rebound it's quite it's quite good instinctive it is yeah yeah it is like you say I mean everyone knows that Garber's going to shoot it's just a case of is he going to hit the target or is the ball going to bounce back into the uh, into the six yard box and thankfully we've got the players who are alert enough to follow in and uh, and, and get the rewards on this occasion and deserved at that point in the game it you? was yeah like we say first half was very even um, nothing much going on but but after half time I don't know what Lambert said at half time but we really woke up um, this is probably the uh, third decent chance we've had of the half um, to, to, to go ahead and uh, and well deserved so Town one up, and for once as well, we've talked about this in the past, it's just getting a goal and sitting back, and we didn't do that yesterday. Um, and this is the first of a hat-trick of penalty shots. <laughs> yeah. um, Norwood, uh, again, is making mischief down the right-hand side. A lot came down that right-hand side for us. Um, and a similar situation to the um, to the Jackson cross for Dona where yep. it goes straight out. But this time, um, the ball actually ends up to Nolan, and it's Rossiter, who is just going right through the back of him. This was a stonewall, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I'm struggling to think of any less obvious penalties I've ever seen. Um, there's no doubt whatsoever it's a penalty. Like you say, Norwood does really well on the right-hand channel, takes the ball down, puts the ball across. Uh, Norwood's, uh, sorry, Nolan is running in. All he's going to do is tap it home into an empty net. Their player slides in, gets nowhere near the ball. It's from behind as well. Yeah, yeah, nowhere near the ball. Comes across Nolan, completely takes him out. The, the referee's in a really good uh, really good um, eyesight. He, he, he's right there. And absolutely bizarrely, just, just doesn't give it up. 
dumbfounded. It's one of the most obvious penalties you'll ever see. Um, you know, Nolan's got no reason to dive. He's going to tap home into an empty net. It's just just bizarre referee. Oh, the referee's going to say, hold hold my beer. Because there'll be a... I think there's a... The next one is maybe a little bit more. This is a definite clear-cut penalty. There's another one coming yeah. up as well. Um, but as, as this is kind of typical football, right? So Ipswich 1-0 up. Penalty shout... Yeah. Um, thrown away and then suddenly there's a bit of a momentum for Fleetwood always the way crowd yeah. gets up yeah. um, so there's a scramble on 66 um, where the ball could drop anyway I think Suter in there is in there the big lanky yeah. defender trying to get um, something on that um, but we eventually clear that away um, and then 67 a clear cut chance finally for Fleetwood um, it's Ched Evans who is exchanging passes with Madden on the edge of the area and kind of um, knocks a volley wide, well wide of the post but that's the first chance really or first sight Fleetwood has. Don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, I remember putting it wide. Um, I, I thought he was going to hit the target when it came to him. I was amazed he shanked it so badly wide. But like you say, it was that's just like you say, it's football. How momentum can swing. You know, we should be two 0 up. We should have a penalty. Should be two 0 up. And then suddenly they get a really decent chance, and uh, thankfully they didn't take it. Sixty nine minutes. Danny Rowe is introduced for Norwood, who's limping at this point. Walks off quite gingerly. Um, and Rowe is on. I'm not sure if there's a change in formation there. I think Rowe is actually quite advanced. <coughs> Uh, he's on, yeah, I think he's playing off Jackson. He played the number 10 role at Lincoln. Obviously, Nolan was the advance of the midfielders, but Rowe sort of seemed to go just slightly in behind Jackson and had a bit of a free role to use his, uh, to use his pace to try and unsettle him. Um, and then we have um, when the referee loses the game. I mean, the cards uh, in the main so far have been legit. Yeah. There's lots of fouls given. I think it's something like 36 fouls that were given in this match. Lots of small stuff. Um, but not the penalties. Pretty, yeah, not the penalties. Yeah. As long as you fall over, he was one of those referees, as long yeah. as you fell over, you got the foul. Yeah. Um, and um, 60, uh, 72 minutes, Chet Evans goes in quite late on Scoose. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot of calls for maybe something a bit stronger than a, a yellow card there. I don't recall that. I don't re- too much. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was anything stronger than a yellow. I think it's just a typical striker's challenge. Um, but talking a typical, well, typical non-defender challenge, shall we say? Sorry, yeah. Guion Edwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's down there, yeah. left, yeah. halfway line. Um, this is a late lunge on Coote, so I think it was getting a lot of attention from our um, from our players. Um, this is um, a late lunge. This yes. is a clear booking, Definitely. but um, a bit handbagged, which was like, like Cambridge all over again. It was, yeah. And thankfully this time it was Downs that broke it all up. I mean, they're, they're number three. Is, is Andrew's their number three? He, he seems to just he just runs 10, 15 yards and just gets his hands around, uh, uh, around Edwards and sort of, you know, then everyone starts to pile in and the ref struggles to get control of the situation again. There's no doubt it was a definite yellow for the challenge by Edwards on Coots. That's a definite yellow. There wasn't really any need for the handbags that followed it. Um, booking a piece for um, uh, for Edwards and for the guy that got him round the round the neck. Um, and it was just a bit, bit of handbags. No, 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 no real need for it. I kept looking during that melee. I did keep looking at the touchline, uh, half expecting to see fire. Yeah, half expecting to see fireworks there between Lambert and uh, Lambert and Barton. But um, to be fair, there was nothing. So I, I think both managers knew their players were in the wrong. And didn't want to, yeah, Barton and Lambert. That, I think people were hoping there would be something. Yeah, I mean, people were, were, were trying to pick it up before the game when they were saying in the pre-match press conference that, you know, oh, Barton's ex-Rangers and you're ex-Celtic. You know, I mean, Lambert played a generation before Barton. Barton was at Rangers for, was it one season and barely played? You know, I, that was the media trying to stoke things up. I don't think that was ever going to uh, develop into anything more. But with, uh, with Steve Evans coming back on Tuesday night, we might uh, see some fireworks yeah. then. Yeah. Um, 77, so this is the next penalty shout. Jackson is um, cutting in from the left-hand side this time. Yep. Um, and it's Suter. It's on the edge of the penalty area, so maybe this is less clear-cut than I thought. Um, 
on the edge of the penalty area, so possible free kick. But again, it's just cleaned out, isn't yep, it? Yeah, exactly the same. Um, I, I, apparently on Twitter, this one does start outside the area. Again, I've not seen a replay of this one. I'm not going to find it online or anything. But to me, it looked very blatant again. Like you say, he just cuts across him. Um, no attempt to win the ball, doesn't win the ball. And, and bizarrely, yet again, the referee <laughs> doesn't give it. So... Yeah. Of, of the three, that, spoiler alert, one to come. Um, of, of the three, that was the Nolan one I thought was an absolute dead cert. This one, if it started outside the area, okay, fair enough. But even so, it should at least be a free kick. I, I don't know what the ref or the officials were doing. And, and again, this is another Fleetwood resurgence after a decision yep. that goes against us. Yep. Um, deep cross, clear. Well, it's, a, it's cleared out, I think, by Chambers to Hunter. Um, or no, Hunter's the one who heads it back across goal. Yeah, this is a big chance. I think there's a foul on Chambers in the build over. Chambers seems yeah. to be on the ground in the, in the video replays. Um, I don't remember down the opposite end for us. I um, don't remember seeing that yesterday, um, but it's clear Chambers is on the ground there. Yeah. But this is a big chance because Evans is completely unmarked yeah. at this point, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and it's like Gaza in Euro 96, isn't yeah, it? He just can't stretch out to thankfully get a boot on it. But it, would that have been a bit unjust at that point, particularly in the context of the decision we just... That would have been totally unjust. However, I mean, like you say, it doesn't like Chambers gets fouled in the build-up and you assume that Evans is Chambers' man. So if he's not fouled, he's probably there to cut the ball out. Um, I thought it was going to be 1-1. Uh, it's a decent header back across goal by Hunter. And when you see Evan, you know, Chet Evans has been taking stick all game from the fans. You know, it's typical if he were to be the one to score the uh, to score the equaliser. It would have been totally unjust. And thankfully, he, he put it wide. He should have hit the target. That should have been 1-1. And after all the various penalty turned down and missed chances, we'd have felt really, really aggrieved at that point with about 10 minutes to go. I, I don't think he gets a touch, actually. I think it just goes straight. I think he's uh, oh, okay. I think oh, okay. studs away from it. Um, and 10 minutes later, there's a kind of, a, again, a, a lull in clear-cut action. Obviously, yeah. a lot of niggly fouls and all that kind of stuff. 88 minutes, Jackson has played in a lovely ball by Nolan, who I yeah. think is our pick of the man of the match Definitely yesterday. Definitely, without doubt, yeah. Um, in behind Dunn as well. So it's that good a ball from Nolan that Jackson is in with a defender behind him. He's got the wrong side of him. Um, and this is a little nudge in the back, isn't it? This is the kind of ones we see all the time. Um, probably the softest of all the, the yeah, fouls, yeah. but clearly a, a penalty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so let's talk about. The, I want to talk to you, but you can tell me about the penalty because we're again it's right in front of the away support. Um, but what I noticed was Garbutt was quite quick to Jackson picks the ball up. Yeah, Garbutt's there as well, yeah. and there's a little bit of a head to head about who takes it. If you're Jackson, who is about to take this penalty, do you need that? Um, Scoose is the one who kind of intervenes and sort of sends Garbutt away, and we'll talk about Garbutt's set pieces and the questions. Um, but there's context here, maybe for Jackson's miss, if Garbutt's in his head. In. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it wasn't that much of an altercation, you know. It, it, no, 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 quite, no. Quite, quite quickly, Garbutt does walk away. Um, I guess I'm not sure who the designated penalty taker is if Norwood's not on the pitch. Um, like you say, it, it is in his mind, I'm guessing. Um, I don't like this sort of stuttered, slow run up. Um, just run forward and strike the ball. You know, you're trying to get mind games with the keeper. It's the, the poor Pogba sort of, you know, little dainty steps and then you hit the ball and it is a poor penalty. Um, as soon as the ref gives it, we're thinking happy days, game over, five minutes to go or whatever. Um, another another decent three points um, and it, it made for a, a, a less than comfortable injury time than, than it needed to be. Yeah, so a minute later, we've got six minutes. <laughs> yeah. So the referee's been given crappy fouls, um, missing the big ones. Yeah. Um, there's been maybe a, a few, maybe two or three subs at that point. I don't think. I think maybe Fleetwood had gambled a few. Madden had come on certainly. Yeah, we've bought two on. Um, so I don't know. And there was the melee. Obviously, I'm not sure there was a Norwood down for injury for a little bit. Maybe a bit of time. I, I don't think it was six. I was so expecting six. four or so, but not six. Um, and then we another yellow card is is imminent uh, <laughs> in injury time. Madden is behind. I think it's Madden who's behind Wilson. 
who um, does what he did earlier in the half. And, uh, yeah. It's an identical foul to the first one, and it is a yellow card. You know, it's one of those sort of clever fouls that he has to do to stop the player getting in behind. Um, okay, it gives them a free kick, but if he doesn't do it, their guys on the overlap, they're in behind goal, and there's every chance we might, uh, might concede a chance. So it's just one of those you have to take, and, uh, and both bookings were identical, and there's, 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 there's no contentious from, from me. They're, they were both deserving. No, and, it, and, and as you have said... It's the kind of nasty stuff. I kind of, yeah. I tweeted at full time, a kind of, kind of relentless to win the points. Yeah. Which I think, what, as you what, said, whatever it takes. Previously, we wouldn't have been, you know, last season, what we'd have given to be a bit naughty and a bit nasty yeah. to try and grind out a few more wins out of some draws. Um, Hughes comes on for Jackson as we try to shore up. And then Nolan, I've called it a great foul by Nolan. <laughs> this um, was the best of the tactical fouls. Wasn't Burns it? It was... is, is away here. Yeah. And, and Nolan, again, kind of, we saw the Chowdhury on Salah kind <laughs> yeah. of tackle last night. And that's the kind of worst variant of, of what Nolan does here. It's quite a smart one to not hurt the guy. But yeah, he's, not, he's, he's never going to hurt him, but he just completely takes him out. There's no chance, no attempt to win the ball, takes him out and just jogs off as soon as the referee holds at the yellow card. There's no, you know, it's one of those clever streetwise fouls, which we keep going back to saying last year we wouldn't have done it. In the past, we've been accused of not doing it. Uh, and maybe that's what we need this year to, 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 to end up in you know, a promotion or, or winning title. And um, our heart rates are peaking at this point and then finally um, the referee blows full time and it's a 1-0 victory for Ipswich the chance um, are going off top of the league which I've uh, I've said to you that I'm not going to join in until too much <laughs> I'm too superstitious or too um, miserable um, to join in that stuff but again we have the um, arms in the air yeah. um, for Joey Barton that's the show because we've got the Chambers fist bump and we've got the, the there was of, both yep. so that was uh, I think two fingers to Joey Barton wasn't yeah, it? I but so. I deserved Win for Ipswich. Definitely based on the second half performance. First half quite even. Second half we really we really came out the, the traps well and played well. It, it should have been more. Um, poor refereeing contributes to that. However, we got a couple of chances where a couple of instances where the strikers haven't taken their chances. But definitely deserved win. And, and, and what a great statement to the league. You know we've gone away. We've beaten the side that were third. Um, we've opened up a nice little gap now. Even though we've got the uh, uh, the international break, we will still be top next time we play against uh, against Accrington. So it's uh, it's going better than I think any of us would have ever imagined. We blow- Bloody love one nil away wins as well. We bloody love clean sheets, Seb. Well, clean sheets and one nil aways from home when you win your titles. Um, you know, like how many times last year we were so easy to score against last year. Uh, teams didn't have to do much, and suddenly we're, we're two, maybe even three nil down. This year we're more resolute. Um, Lambert's really drilled into the midfield with this sort of smarter way of approaching things with tactical fouls and little niggles and whatnot. Norwood up front does the same thing, and we've we've just stopped this rot of being easy to score against. And suddenly, you know, what is it now? Six clean sheets in the last seven games. Um, it's it's just going better better than any of us could ever have thought. A couple of bits of um, so a bit of context. Um, Fleetwood's first home defeat in eight months. Well, that, yeah, what? like I say, what a statement. Um, they hadn't lost at home this season. I didn't realize it was eight months. Um, but unbeaten at home this season, we went there. We were pretty comfortable, even with the six minutes of injury time. Mm-hmm. Holy came and catched, caught a few things, and we're thinking, oh no, you know, here we're going to go. But what a statement to the rest of the league. You know, every time we we come up against a potentially tricky game, we just seem to be to be knocking teams to one side. It's it's great. And uh, the mind games of Joey Barton didn't didn't work either. No, um, and like again, going back to what Gary Rowett said on the TV, uh, I think we're going to see more and more of this. People are going to come out saying, "Well, they should be top of the league. They should be the top scorers. They they've got the best players. They've got the best wages." Um, and all we can do on the pitch is, is keep doing what we're doing and just shutting them up one at a time. Um, so the thirty-six fouls I mentioned, eight yellow cards. Yes, they won red. Should, should be thirty-eight fouls, two penalties. But yeah, who's counting? Uh, good shout. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Renegade Statman will be applauding you. There. Maybe <laughs> there's thirty-six point two fouls there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, referees at this level, we haven't had much cause to talk about it. But there was no. a potential yesterday for the referee to cost us uh, to to cost us. 
to, for him to cost us the points yesterday, wasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if that Chet Evans at the back post chance goes in and it's 1-1, I'm not sure we would have gone in the last 10 minutes to get a winner. It could have easily been a point and then you would have to solely point the finger at the referee and say, you know, what are you doing? Um, the, the standard of officiating in League One, uh, we've, not, we've not really talked about it much this season because nothing's been too uh, too dramatic. But but yesterday, I mean, it was awful. The linesman was awful as well, both both yeah. sides. It was all three of them. Um, I, I, I challenge, I'd love them to, to look back and watch those penalties again and I'd love to hear some sort of... Uh, argument for why they weren't given but they, they were both stonewall all three were stonewallers um, and, and just the niggly you know the fouls everywhere like you said all the player had to do was slightly fall over and suddenly the referee's blowing and um, yeah very very poor um, a couple of bits of news that kind of come out in post-match um, injury news um, so Norwood as we kind of we knew that he was kind of carrying a groin injury um, there may be some factors there with some of the performances and he obviously missed um, Gillingham or the majority of the Gillingham match but he goes off yesterday um, he's going to have a minor operation next week but should be okay for Accrington yeah. and Vincent Young son subbed off as a kind of precaution for his own groin injury yeah. um, but these are kind of I think there's a question on this but this is kind of useful context again reinforcement for the Wickham postponement right? Absolutely yeah absolutely I mean if you now look at it you're looking at four players away well, our main striker well, arguably our main striker needs a groin operation um, absolutely the right decision to call the game off uh, even if it had just been Judge Giorgio and uh, and Dazelle away you know that you're weakening your bench but but now you're going to be losing Downs as well Norwood it's it's a no brainer yep. and hopefully this will uh, solve his problem he's, he's been managing it since Tranmere apparently he's had it all season hopefully this will solve the problem he can get back to uh, uh, to what he was doing back in August. Yeah, yeah. Let's do some questions. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you. And are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Um, let me start in no particular order yep. um, and be as interesting <clears throat> as you can be. Maybe do some of your Welsh stuff, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I've, I've been really nice for about 40 minutes talking about football. I have to be nasty to you at some point. Again, not Welsh. <laughs> um, let me start at the bottom and work my way out. That's the fairest way to do that. Um, so, a quarter of the way through the season, who are our biggest rivals in this league? You've got the league table there that you can see. It's got to be Coventry City, right? 
Yes, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised you could pull yourself together to do this podcast today after their uh, destruction yesterday. Um, all you kept saying in the first half, you kept getting your phone out, checking the cough scores, and you had that earpiece, you'd listen to their match commentary the whole game. You know. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Richard Wood was Under Villa City. One. That's yeah, Villa as well. Yeah, Villa, that was actually quite good. There were chances of the scummer losing 5 0, so that was always good to hear. Um, but yeah, you were more invested in the Coventry and Villa performances than the Ipswich one, but you know. Who am I to? Uh, He's to... turned really quickly. This is... <laughs> it's the Welsh. The last performance. It's the, it's the Welsh. <laughs> yeah, my one. Well, yeah, only. your um, and it's Andy Grimes's question. So, um, biggest I, rivals. I still think Sunderland, with a different manager, will be the biggest mm. threat. Um, a lot of calls for Jack Ross out um, following yesterday's defeat. Um, he, he he surely can't be long left for that that position. And I do think a uh, a different manager in there with their squad is, is still our biggest threat, despite the um, the nice point gap of uh, eight points. Yeah. Um, I'm, you've got to think that Fleetwood, Wickham and Coventry Naturally will drop away little, yeah. It might be a little fall away Maybe that's the start of it for and equal Coventry I would expect Doncaster and Rotherham to push up the league now as well Yeah, yeah um, uh, George, George Lancaster um, Do we not love a 1-0? Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, 1-0 wins away from home win your titles. Um, I saw another tweet saying three things in life are certain, death, taxes, and Ipswich Town winning 1-0 away from home. So uh, It is now, yeah. What, what a contrast to the last few seasons. Yeah. Um, Tractor Boy Pete, um, we, we saw this Wednesday. So, sorry, also, what I like about the 1-0s, it's not a Mick McCarthy 1-0 where, you know, we, we, we take a set piece or we're scrappy. We are attacking in all these games. Although it's only one in each of these games, um, MK Dons, you know, all of them we've had really, really good chances. So it's not like we're sitting back and hoping to catch people on the break. We are going out there and attacking sides. It's, uh, it's one nil, but it should be three or four because we've yeah. missed chances or yeah. haven't had penalties. Or um, tractor boy, Pete, sum up our season so far in two words, and then do the same for Norwich. So we talked about one. this. Yeah. yeah, going up, Norwich, oh. Norwich going down. That's simple. We need to nick the chart off them, don't we? The scum are going up and we're going down. That one they did it for me. <laughs> it was a bit Tim Bobby, wasn't it? Um, I quite like Uh Oh for Norwich. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Pookie's. Where's um, Pookie? <laughs> Pookie was training on Twitter yesterday because people <laughs> at Fancy Premier League have put him in the teams <laughs> and he's now not doing so well for them. Well, obviously, being, being up here, in, I live about three miles from Chester City Centre. Being around here, there's a lot of Liverpool and Man City fans and Man United fans. And when Norwich beat Man City, all, everyone around here was like, oh my God, you know, you're, they're, they're so far above you. And you're we're never going to play Norwich ever again. They're, yeah, they're going to finish in the top six, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, let's wait and see. Eh? Um, Jamie Cottage, um, who scores more league goals for us this season, James Norwood or Caden Jackson? I think with a successful growing operation, uh, James Norwood still personally. I mean, he's the penalty taker, he's on the pitch. That'll naturally help him a little bit. Um, I just think he's going through a bit of a bit of a blip, but let's not forget he scored five goals in August. So, uh, we, we know what he can do, and I, I still think at the end of the year he'll be the, uh, the top scorer. I think Jackson's done a lot to get himself into a kind of first dibs kind of contention if we were to go to one up front though. Clearly the form striker of the two at the moment. Although something to be said for Norwood doing a lot of the donkey work. Well they both they both complement each other Jackson. so well because Jackson's the same. Jackson runs the channels really well to create space for Norwood and vice versa. That's why they're quite a decent partnership. Um, I, I'm not entirely convinced that Jackson can play that lone striker role on his own. Maybe this year, with an advanced judge or an advanced Nolan, he's going to get more support than he had last year. But I, I just think at times last year he was so isolated, uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure he could do that. Um, 
you've already mentioned them. Um, Jack Barham, do you reckon we will outlast Liverpool to be the only unbeaten team in England? Uh, I'd like to think so. Uh, I mean, I think Liverpool are playing City in sort of November time. So if we can keep this run going for the next month or so, there's a good chance we could be. But um, um, no, there, there will be bumps in the road. I mean, Lambert was saying that everyone's describing us as Barcelona at the moment. Uh, there will be bumps in the road and we are going to lose games despite what's happened in the first 11. So uh, I, I, I'd like to think so, but I think Liverpool will probably uh, outdo us. Um, Jack Slada, will Norris get a chance? I think he'll get a chance on Tuesday. Yeah, he'll play on Tuesday. I mean, when he when he came in, um, everyone was quite excited on Twitter. I remember people saying, "Oh, in the first month, he'll be our number one goalkeeper." But Holy's been superb. I mean, you know, he's he's quite authoritative in his box. He's claiming balls really well off the pitch. He just seems to be one of the the nicest guys ever. He's so happy to be here. All his interviews are brilliant. So there's absolutely no reason in my eyes why you why you would even consider dropping him at the moment. Does someone um so again we're right behind the goal, aren't we? We yep. basically if you're on the front row, you can grab the yep. net. And um, someone said, to, didn't someone say something to Holly before the game? He went, yeah, I'll do my best, wasn't it? Like, keep a clean sheet or something. I missed that, yeah. He was having a chat just before kickoff. I thought that was quite cool. That's why it's great. He's so personable. Uh, there was a wry smile. As, as the players walked out, he walked towards the goal. Everyone started chanting, holy, holy. There's a wry smile applauding. He just looks really happy and he's backing out with his performances. I, I wouldn't change him. And that um, the video, the post-match walking off the pitch video. The big, Whoa! yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. Um, Robert Mason, um, where do we stand against best ITFC and Football league season starts in the pantheon of time. In the pantheon of time, we need this as maybe this is a stat, stat question. I yeah, think Stat's got one with I think Oli and Stat have got a like an exchange. Okay, going on there. I think eighty eighty one is probably the best start we've made to a season. But yes. we need to remember. Uh, there's another question that comes on about this in a second that we're in league the level well. yeah the level I mean I still love the start to 99-2000 it was the culmination of the side I grew up with um, we didn't lose for August we beat Barnsley 6-1 you know my favourite player David Johnson was scoring goals is he your favourite player I keep it quiet I don't like to mention it very much but I am quite fond of David Johnson um, so for me that's my favourite however uh, we need stat to back it up this could very easily suddenly become the, the official statistically best start of all time yes um, Benjamin Arier before the game Joey Barton talked about foundations and how he um, he believes we don't have any contrary to what he said are we building some solid foundations for what should be a successful few years under Lambert you'd like to think so I mean look at the average age of the side I'm guessing you've got Downs you've got Wolfenden Cain Vincent Young is tw- 24 23 maybe um, so I think we are starting to put down the, the, there's less of the let's get some loans in for a quick fix we've had in previous years Lambert said that all throughout the summer you've got to build something and um, with the players he's given a first team touch, a first team chance to, uh, you would like to, to to think that there's no reason why they couldn't develop as a team and, and have some success. Um, a new new era. Um, <laughs> a couple of questions here. Um, does the knowledge that the Norwood the Norwood needs a minor up, and a few others are carrying um, Knox um, as Lambert said post match change the pods view on postponing. I think we've. Dealt with that. I one. think we're both in the same camp, part whether it's the right decision to call the game off. Um, and again, I think this is similar to the one we had before from um, Rob Mason. Um, apart from Blackburn, Norwich, and Wolves, um, most um, other clubs of a similar size have taken two plus seasons to return to the Championship. Are we underplaying quite how good a job Lambert has done so far after spending only 500? K on transfers. Yeah, it's a good question. Potentially, we are um, to get out of that losing culture last year so quickly. It's been been superb. Um, I mean, he kept saying all last season, you know, this will turn, this will turn. So he was always confident it was going to uh, to swing the other way. Um, I didn't think it would would go anywhere near this well. I, I thought we'd probably finish in the playoffs this year. But to only spend five hundred grand and to, uh, to 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 be where we are is uh, yeah, a yeah testament to the work he's done. 
Uh, Jason asks, um, he says, great show as usual, but that's, that's obviously <laughs> he's preemptive. He's, not he's obviously yet. not seen you in advance. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I've, um, <laughs> I think this is tongue in cheek. I have serious safety concerns regarding the redesigned Cornhill steps and plant pots. What do we do? Um, Go for the victory. Right, okay. Pray the league trophy. Right. And the answer, Jason, is we don't. Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't think there should be an open bus parade or anything. I think there'll be some sort of thing at the town hall, some sort of civic reception type thing. But I, I wouldn't want to see the the scenes from two thousand because it, it is League One, guys. Let's remember that. No Norwich City esque Tim. No, no, and, and no, you know, DVD releases of you know open bus tours. No, no. DVDs. Not for me. Twenty nineteen. All right, Granddad. Come on. Sort of white whales, you know, yeah. that's all we have to do. <laughs> True. VHS is brilliant. Um, <laughs> FPL Tractor, this is something we've alluded to as well. Does yesterday's bench show we have depth in three areas um, goalkeeper, central midfield, and wide midfield, but not much at centre back? Well, we talked about NCR coming back in. Yeah. Full back, certainly, um, yeah. and centre forwards. Well, centre forward, don't forget, you've got Keane, Sears, and Lancaster who are all out and can play in that position, and Falami and Morris. So, at the moment, no, they're injured players, but we hopefully you'd like to think we'll have options there fairly soon. I think it's a pretty balanced squad now. Um, right, right back would be a concern if anything were to happen to Kane, Vincent Young. We know Danassian's not up to it. Uh, Edwards, as we saw yesterday, isn't really a, a defensive option, um, so that would be a concern if he were to get injured, but, but everywhere else, I think we're okay. Um, Super Franz, um, number one, can we keep this up? At this rate, we are on course for far more than 100 points. Come back to that in a sec. Um, we have to hit a bad patch, don't we? Well, that's a question, so there's an answer there. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, what? As the nights draw Invincible, in, Seb. as the nights draw in, and you know it gets a bit colder and stuff, it will get it will become more difficult. We are going to lose games. I'm convinced of it. Um, I, I, I just let's keep it going for as long as we can. Um, have we now, and number two from Super Friends, have we now found our best formation and starting lineup? The team from yesterday slash Tranmere, um, or will Lambo continue tinkering? Uh, I think he's kind of settled now on the three at the back. Um, I assume he'll play it on Tuesday night against Gillingham. Uh, and I think it's, like I said, the way to get our best players into the side. You might see personnel changes, i.e., Judge comes in for Nolan, maybe Hughes as the season goes on comes into one of the central midfield berths. But I think this three at the back is here to stay. Okay. Um, our mate Mullet um, gets in on the action, um, who we met up yesterday along with Senior. Yeah, good to see them both yesterday. Um, in the in Jim's bar, along yeah. with um, a load of town fans in a stag. And a guitar. Go get the guitar. I might write a song about this one day. <laughs> um, welcome, Seb, the Blue Monday podcast, King of the North. Controversial. I think that's... North, King of Wales. Yeah. I'll take that King one. King of Wales. Yeah, I'll take that one. I don't um, step on any toes. Did we produce another poor display but manage the game well, or did Fleetwood neutralise us long enough to limit our margin of inevitable victory? We, we didn't produce a poor display, I don't think. First half was very even, second half we were decent. Um, I guess it's the, it's the latter. They did neutralise the chances for us to, to go two, three, four goals up, but, but more than them doing it, it was the referee, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Olimar, um, there seems a need amongst the fan base to urgently prove people wrong. We're doing well, <laughs> but is it too early to try and persuade the likes of Chris Sutton, who, to be fair, is not going to be persuaded by anyone, no. um, that we got our club back um, when they didn't understand the disconnection in the first place and judged on status? Your thoughts on the kind of um, trying to ram the careful what you wish for? Was, there was a, it's Keith on yes. 606. Yeah, it's cool a good up. fun call. It's a good fun call. However, all this, be careful what you wish for from all the so-called pundits and stuff, wasn't really educated opinion it was just the easy thing to say um, I, I, I don't believe it was a uh, uh, any need for it all to come out in the first place yes I guess they were proved right because we went down and yes we are now hopefully bouncing back um, <laughs> right Alan <laughs> thanks um, but I, I, I don't feel the need to rabbit down people's throats let's just do what we're doing win games of football and uh, um, eventually you know we'll be proved right 
Um, Sully, our mate Sully in New York. Um, fair to say that any time we have a free kick from anywhere in our half, including 12 yards, Garbutt should take it. Can I extend that as well as... So you've mentioned Garbutt's threat. Yeah. Is your view that Garbutt should be the penalty taker... If yeah, Norwood's not on the pitch, I mean Norwood did miss one, didn't he, against Peterborough? But I always like to see strikers taking penalties. So if Norwood's not on the pitch, yes, I think it should be Garbutt. And yes, any anywhere within twenty-five yards of goal, it should always be Garbutt looking to uh, uh, to have a shot. Because as we've seen, even if he doesn't score the goal, the keeper might push it back into the uh, six-yard box, and our players rushing in could take full advantage. What was Jono's penalty record like? It was reasonable. He missed a couple. I mean, he missed one against Sheffield United, I remember. Um, but you know, when you score that many goals, who's counting penalties, eh? <laughs> Me. Team John. Um, <laughs> um, Craig. Uh, Fims, uh, we met up with also in the uh, terrace yesterday. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want an answer to this question, Craig, but I'm going to read it out and censor it if that's right. Who's the um, W word in the black? <laughs> yeah, he, was, uh, he wasn't great, was he? He was a W word. I think we can all agree with that. Unless he's referring to me because I'm wearing a black top. So apologies. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Right there. Um, Barnaby Kent. Um, I think this might have been asked before, but... Um, and if it has Barnaby, it's my fault, not yours, because I'm the one who's reading them out. Although doing a right job off the ball, Norwood has now missed a fair few one-on-ones. Do you think Jackson's becoming our main man? Has this groin injury niggle thrown Norwood a bit? Yes, I think the groin injury has definitely affected him. But what's great is that, like in August, when Jackson struggled the first... Not struggled, but wasn't scoring the first few games, Norwood was, and now vice versa. Um, but, but again, guys, I've, I've got to point out there's a reason that they're a league one side. If they took every chance, they'd be further up the pyramid. So let's, uh, let's be grateful for what they're doing now. And uh, hopefully the groin operation will fix Nord. Um, Luke Mole, <coughs> um, who is the second best team to ever play in the third tier of English football? <laughs> and yes, I'm implying that we're number one. Um, uh, Didn't Norwich invent promotion from League One? They did, yeah. I remember a Wolf side with Kenny Jacket. They got over 100 points. They were a decent side. It must have been the 2013, 2012 maybe. I know they got over 100 points. They were a decent side at the time. But, but yeah, Norwich, create, Norwich created promotion from the second league and, uh, and that um, thing at the end with the hands. So, yeah, yeah, the waving thing. Um, Tim Pashley, um, do we sign Garbutt on day one of the transfer window and wait, or wait until, until day two? Um, a must-happen deal. Uh, must happen. Yes, out of contract. Um, seems to be enjoying his football. Seems to be happy. However, from what I understand, he's on a fair wedge at Everton. Um, that's solely based on the football manager um, <laughs> uh, stats. But you know, it, it, he's going to have to accept a decent pay cut. He's had a five-year contract there, so I'd imagine he's probably on north of, I'd assume, twenty grand a week or so. We've got no chance of paying. So I'd love a deal to be done. However, we have to be realistic in the finances. Um, Adam Flat, um, how poor was the referee yesterday? Um, he thinks the Ched Evans challenge should have been red. Um, at least one penalty on Nolan. Lost the plot after the Edwards tackle, which was poor, but the Fleetwood reaction after was arguably worse. Um, we did well to get through this one like we did. Uh, we talked a bit about yep. the referee, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and um, Tim Welsh. So this is an interesting angle on what we've already discussed in terms of Jackson and Norwood. Are said strikers good enough for the championship should we get there? Well, Jackson last year clearly wasn't. However, it was a completely different side, bereft of confidence, and it was a, a two-division step-up for him. Um, Norwood, obviously, I don't think he's ever played at that level. League One was, is the highest he's ever played at, isn't it? So I'd like to think that in, the, in, a, in a confident side and with better quality support from out wide and midfield, they might well do a lot better than they did last year. However, if we went up, I would still expect us to go out and maybe look to sign a, a, a proven championship striker. Because you've got Will Keane there as well. You can get Will Keane for But he's not prolific, is he? That's the issue. Has he got is it six career goals and three of them were at us he's last year? Paid enough, has he? No, but again, last year there were times he was very isolated. So if you can get Judge Hughes, Nolan, 
you know the two fullbacks supporting the striker properly, there's no reason why they couldn't improve on uh, on, on what they did last year. Um, Blue Soap asks us about Vincent and Norwood. Um, and Wilson's ban. Wilson's ban will be a one match one ticket because it's second yellow. Will it be legal? Can it, will it be the checking? I think trade? that's the inference. I don't know whether it, you said check a trade. Come on, leasing. Sorry, sorry. Apologies, sports I'm very sorry. Um, yeah, royalties in the post. Um, but I think Wilson will certainly be a one matcher, won't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it sounds like Vincent Young was a precaution rather than any, any proper issue. Yeah. And Lambert said Norwood back for Accrington. So I think that is the news. As we have it, yeah. um, blue soap, and I want to end on this one, um, which we haven't really given a huge amount of thought to, but it's a great question. Um, Matthew Noble, if you were to host an ITFC fantasy dinner party, <laughs> which five guests would you invite? We can do this together. Yeah, okay. Because I'm quite keen that John Cobbold is the host. Okay, yeah. Because we won't run out of red wine. wine. Yeah, excellent. Um, are you invited? You've got to have Bobby Robson, obviously. Okay. It's a no-brainer. So I was, we, we, we pitched this around the Blue Monday WhatsApp group as well, and there was chat about you can't have Alf and Sir Bob. Apparently they're... No, yeah, okay. I, I can't really stand that. So I'd, you're having, you're I'd have Bobby. Sir Bobby, personally. If Sir Ralph was there, he'd make sure you, your knife and fork were in the right place. His etiquette, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I just like... I, I met Robson, Bobby Robson a couple of times, and the stories he has are fantastic, so, you know, they'd be... It would be a brilliant evening with him there telling the stories. Are you inviting the beat? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So we've got a bit. It's quite seventies, eighties. Yeah, we need to bring it forward a little bit. I mean, Jimmy Bullard for the bands. No. Um, <laughs> Not that kind of pie. No. Yeah. Um, Matt Holland. Maybe. Oh, this is really clean and tidy. I know that's the problem, isn't it? We'll have to um, maybe Adam Tanner or, uh, or somebody for the, uh, for the for the for the after party. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Chopper and Bullard for the after party in Newcastle. Kieran Dyer, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I feel like we deserve. We need to give that one a little bit more, Matthew. Well, um, we do, yeah. Maybe we'll get. We'll do that as a tweet thread or something. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get some try and pull some crowds, common threads together. Crowdsource that one. Um, but great question. Yeah, I'm, I was quite happy with my cobbled pitch there for the for the wine. Um, let's go. Let's do the roundup. Um, some really interesting scores there yesterday, as we um, alluded to earlier. I guess I need to start with um, my own Coventry City. Um, this joke just continues to run on. Um, not a good day for Coventry's defence. Um, okay, yeah. Nor, yeah, I'm over it now. Okay, it's good. fine. Um, two penalties conceded. Um, two really crappy goals from defensive lapses, or the penalties led from lapses. Fadzium sent off for uh, being a last man yep. or stopping a goal scoring opportunity. That was a crappy day out for Coventry. 4 0 defeat um, to Rotherham, who are still kind of mid table. I expected more. I thought they'd be up there in the top six by this stage. I mean, 10 games in, the, se- the, the table does start to take shape. Um, I would expect them, as the season goes on, to, to, to sort of push up. Um, let's go through these in kind of whatever order they appear in my app. Um, Wickham, uh, sorry, Wimbledon 3, Rochdale 2. Not much fun stuff to talk about there. Wimbledon kind of um, a little bit of a rally after a pretty crap start to the season. Yeah. Accrington 2. Oxford to Accrington, our opponents in a few weeks in Oxford, who had been on a bit of an amazing goal-scoring run, found themselves in their ninth at the moment, mm. um, so all square there. Donny one, Portsmouth 2, Kenny Jacket lasts for another week. Yeah, I, th- I thought he would have gone by now based on their start of the season. I saw Ellis Harrison got the winner with a uh, with mm. header, I think. Is that, my, is that his first goal for them? I, I, in the I can't league, think. maybe. Okay. Okay. Definitely scored in the cup. Yeah, I mean, the, the firepower they've got, you would expect them now to maybe go on a bit of a run and start moving up the table quite quickly. I saw Brett Pittman was still there. He started yesterday as well. Brett the Pittman, heart. 
Um, Gillingham 3, Southend 1. Southend, obviously, opponents at the end of the month. Lots, we, we could have talked about the brouhaha about tickets in the news, but I'm not going to go there. Um, Lincoln 2, Sunderland 0. Jack Ross. Yeah, um, he, he, he can't be long left for that position, surely. I'm not sure they'd get in to replace him, but he was trending on Twitter last night. And as I said earlier in the pod, I, I still think they are our biggest our biggest threat if they, if they get their act in order and replace him and they go on a bit of a run. MK Don's nil, Burton three. MK Don's in a bit of a crappy run. Burton, who you would expect to kind of be there or thereabouts, not in the top half yet. No. Um, but a good win nonetheless. Um, Tranmere nil, Shrewsbury one. Um, yeah, Alan Partridge shrug. Yeah. Um, Wickham three. So this is a this is a big match and um, and a good outcome I think for us. Wickham three, Peterborough three. Akin Fenwar with a ninety fifth minute. Penalty goals for Tony again. Yeah, um, Peter were looking good in terms of scoring, but they still do do like to concede them. I think they were tuning up as well at one point, weren't they against against Wickham? Yeah. So, yeah, point is a decent for us there because Peter Bray, you'd expect to push on. Obviously, Wickham dropping points means we'll still be top when we play against uh, Accrington in two weeks' time. So, um, looking through the league table, <coughs> Ipswich Town are top with twenty seven points from eleven games, a goal difference of plus sixteen. Seb. Um, and a four-point gap to the team in second, who are Wickham um, and Fleetwood, who are a further three points behind them. So looking good at the moment. The extrapolate, um, just because, um, <laughs> extrapolate at this point fun to do. is 2.45 recurring <laughs> points per game, which over 44 games would be 108 points, Seb. You're, you're expecting a dip at some point. You wish Not for. Invincibles, no. No, I think we'll go unbeaten, but we really need to pull our fingers out with this 100 goals thing because we're nowhere near that and that's really disappointing. I so mean, uh, Yeah, I was going to do the extrapolate for the goals, but I thought that was really smug. Yeah. So let's not do that. Um, I've So I, let's do some player stats, right? You're probably aware of what's about to come. Um, I'd assume it's the David Johnson-themed one. Um, yeah. So, so I, I thought I would test your knowledge <clears throat> of David Johnson. So we are doing David Johnson's goal tallies over... Uh, league goals, this is. Um, right. Season after season. So I will start you with... Just before we do this, just yeah, to yeah. make people aware, I'm not weird, despite the weird numbers you're probably about to hear. That's like Joey Barton saying, no disrespect. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so th- I, I've been a Johnson fan for many years, and I, I quite like the fact that Dave and uh, and Stat have given, given weight to my argument that on his day... I do believe he was a better player than Marcus Stewart. On so. his day when Marcus Stewart wasn't in the lineup, yeah. So me and Ben are team Stewart. So, so this is part of the, the me just calling out Seb. Uh, but Epic interesting plans. stats nonetheless. Um, so let's start with um, let's start with John O's um, Berry's tally, Berry tally for ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight. Um, sorry, so yeah, so eight eight goals yeah. in four year games um, in their promotion season, and yeah. then he was on five goals. Before we signed him in November, that was the happiest day of your life, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so ninety-seven, ninety-eight, Ipswich Town goals tally. Well, do you know what it was? Twenty-three for Ipswich. Um, so this is the league. Oh, it's twenty uh, in the league. Twenty in the league. Yeah, and he got like a couple in the cup. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, higher or lower than twenty? Lower because he had that operation, didn't he? So I think he got fourteen or fifteen. Thirteen goals. <coughs> Correct. Lower. Sorry, the league. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're still doing the league. So um, forty-two. Um, <laughs> Appearances, 13 goals. The next season, 99-2000, we all know about that season, 44 games. How many goals? Higher than 30. 23. 22. 22. Love me, Jono. 2000-2001, <laughs> um, we're kind of... Um, I don't yeah. think he's... I think, did he get one for Forrest? I know he got, some, he got the ones against Millwall in the Cup and the one against Coventry in the Cup, but we know he didn't score in the league. Oh, I just um, wanted to... I, that wasn't a setup. I completely... I did... Had forgotten 14 Premier League appearances... 
Norgold. 14? 14. Really? Sub and that many? I was surprised yeah. it was that many. Okay. But, yeah, but let's not forget, he was very unlucky. The header against United, the bar against Sunderland. Is he, off, is he offside? Yeah. Not sure he is, but there we go. Just raking up all grades for you. Um, so and they got one for Forrest, I think, somewhere in the back end so of that year. So there was two goals for Forrest okay. in the first division. Next season, 2000-2001-2002, 22 appearances, how many goals? He gets bombed out, doesn't he? He gets bombed out to Burnley, I think, and Sheffield Wednesday that year on loan. Um, so I think he probably gets five or six, but I don't think he gets many for Forrest at all. I think they're mainly at Burnley and, 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 and Sheffield Wednesday. That is correct. He gets... Um, higher or lower though is the question. Oh, sorry. Um, higher than two. Higher. Higher by one. Yeah. Three for Forrest in twenty-two Not appearances. Not a great time. But as you're aware, seven appearances, two goals for Sheffield Wednesday. Eight appearances, five goals for Burnley. Yeah. Um, Back um, under Stan Turner from his Berry days. Good, if you say so. Um, <laughs> two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Though he's, he's back in favour. Yeah, uh, higher. He's on fire. How many? Do you want to say higher than three? Third. Yeah, higher. Thirty or thirty-one. Behave yourself. In the league. Oh, in the league. 28, 29? 25. Oh, I thought it was okay. Next season, um, 17 appearances, so more loans, um, higher or lower. This is a really obvious one. I really, this is backfired, but it's more lower. to give you an opportunity to show us. Lower, but he gets double against us at Portland, everything, doesn't he? Towards the end of the season. So 17 appearances, how many goals are you saying? Higher or lower than 25? Lower. Seven. Seven, bang on. Yeah. Um, and a loan move um, to Sheffield United. Do you remember yes, that? I don't remember it. Four appearances. I don't like following. <laughs> do I remember it? I don't know. You might do. Um, and then he's back in the back in favour again. Two thousand four, two thousand five. Thirty-one appearances, higher or lower than seven goals. Well, this is the year they go down, isn't it? So I'm guessing they were they would have been a struggling side. So I'll say I'll say lower than seven. Seven again. Higher or lower than seven. Lower. Six. Yeah. In thirty-one appearances, they went down, didn't they? So yeah. And then two thousand five, two thousand six, League One, seventeen appearances. Higher or lower than six lower. goals. Three goals and is retired, correct. Huh? He goes to Conference North. Who does he go to? In, do you remember? <laughs> Plays eight games. Higher or lower. Here we go. So 2005-2006, League One, 17 appearances, three goals. 06-07, Conference North, Huck Nortown. <laughs> right. Eight appearances, higher or lower than three goals. Only eight appearances, lower. Higher. Oh, Four legend. goals. Ah, oh, star. That is the legend that is John A for you. And at some <coughs> point, we will put together this top 10 David Johnson goals. I have the footage lined up. I'm just trolling you now. This is just bullying. <laughs> Workplace bullying. Um, excellent. Seb, that was um, really fantastic. You didn't say anything offensive, as far as I'm aware. No, you, gave, hopefully, me the, you gave me the rules yesterday. I don't did. be offensive. Don't be controversial. So, uh, yeah. No, um, it was an honour. Thank you very much for the invite. Much appreciated. And hopefully everyone could understand your crazy Welsh accent. Hopefully so. Yeah, you know, let's, let's yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um, what's your Twitter handle, Seb? Uh, at BrownS08. I've already had a load more followers and a load of mentions than I've probably had in the last six months. So uh, um, th thanks for that. I'll, I'll probably start tweeting more now. Good. Um, let's do some plugs. So um, a few things to mention. Um, this week in ITFC history made their triumphant return yeah. last week. And one hour, 40 minutes... Yeah. Epic from Dave and Stats. So that is highly recommended, particularly if you're fans of fixtures in the 80s, I think. There's um, the Nottingham Forest. I think there's an On This Day kind of Nottingham Forest. The 2-2, two, um, two, yeah. The 2-all, which yeah. I think we were than yesterday yeah. um, with the Murphy double. Also, it's worth, we didn't mention this in the news, but this is the um, almost to the day, the one-year anniversary of Paul Hurst's solitary Ipswich <laughs> Town win. Yeah. Just to take you back to where we were a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I thought that probably kept him in a job for three weeks longer than it. 
It should have been yeah. unfortunately, but I didn't see how Scunthorpe did yesterday. I don't know how they oh, how they yeah, got on. I don't know. Um, well, Nathan Jones kind of had his similar moment. That's what they're saying. The, it was Swansea, and the quotes were very similar as well. He was all, you know, I'm very proud to have got this victory and stuff. So bad luck, Stoke fans. You, you're getting relegated. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, so this week in ICS history, definitely worth a, sh- uh, a listen. There, um, you can also find um, all kinds of content on our YouTube channel. Um, ben is out and about quite a lot in the Championship and. Um, is doing Accrington. I can confirm that Ben is doing his, oh, is is, is doing Ipswich Town stuff and he'll be back on the pod as, as well at uh, some point for that as well. But we have the usual midweek show. We have Gillingham in the leasing.com. Leasing.com, yes. Get it right. Yeah, um, that's why you're the professional. On Tuesday. Um, so I think I'm back for that uh, with Joe and Dave. So you can find our channel on uh, YouTube. I think it's Benjamin Bloom. If you go looking for Benjamin Bloom, you'll find our YouTube stuff. Twitter, at Blue Monday ITFC. And you can find me at Ipswich. Um, I am. I hesitate to do this, lest you go all rogue right at the death. But Seb, oh, I will let you word. have the last word. Oh, uh, you put me on the spot here. Um, I can't think anything funny, and I can't be controversial or rude. So I'll just say thank you very much for the invite, and uh, keep up the great work on the channel. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.